This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today's episode, okay, well, this is the second to last full-length episode of the season, so that's exciting and a little bit sad. Next Friday, I have a really, really awesome interview slash, like, full-on episode with a very special guest, so looking forward to you guys hearing that, but this is really, like, the last one-on-one full-length episode of the season. I will definitely be back. So to kind of celebrate that, I wanted to answer some questions that I've been getting throughout the season from you. And I've been getting so many questions on my Instagram stories and through email, just about random things. And so first of all, I wanted to set up sort of a mailbox for those questions to come in on. So if you do have questions moving forward that you'd like me to answer on the show, just about running your business, podcasting, YouTube, whatever it is, you can go to ajourneyeast.com slash ask, and I will be answering those questions on the show. That's kind of how I'm going to be answering questions moving forward, because it takes a lot out of me to reply to every single Instagram story, like a very custom response. So hopefully that helps. And to sort of launch that process, I thought I would do a little giveaway as well. So I'm going to be giving away the keys to both of my courses, A Journey Social and Money Making Micro Influencer, to one person who wants to enter. And all you got to do is ask me a question through ajourneyeast.com slash ask for me to answer on the show and also rate and review this podcast. I will be choosing a winner on the first episode of season two, which will be launching sometime in May. So yeah, good luck to everyone entering. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. So today's episode is really about how I got started podcasting and a little bit about YouTube as well. So just for those of you who may not know the background on how I got started, I'm sure a lot of you probably do, but I started with a a blog like many years ago. I mean, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago at this point, and then I moved on to YouTube. I've had a YouTube channel for about five years, which is kind of an eternity in a way. (laughs) It feels like it's a long time. And I started my podcast, obviously, this year. And I started a podcast for a few different reasons. So really, the podcast started out of this video series that I had created called Freelance Friday. And prior to doing Freelance Friday, I was sort of like a beauty vlogger or a fashion vlogger or lifestyle vlogger. I don't really know. I didn't really have like a key niche, but... I guess the closest niche that you could say that I had was beauty. I did a lot of beauty content, but I was not in love with it. I was not happy with it. I wasn't proud of it. Um, That just wasn't my thing. And so, 
you know, what I had really started to become passionate about after graduating college three years ago was my career. I had always freelanced, but I started getting jobs in the corporate world as well and started this whole side hustle thing and then started really going hard with my business. And like that was what I did all the time, especially when I had first got my first corporate job. I was working like all the time. And when I wasn't there, I was working on my business. So that's really what I was passionate about and what I felt like talking about and what I did in my spare time and what I considered my fun time and everything. So like doing beauty videos on YouTube just didn't really, it wasn't something I was passionate about. It wasn't something I felt like I had time for that whole thing. So when thinking about my interests, it really, it was business. It was my job, my business, and a little bit of travel here and there. So I had been slowly migrating out of the beauty space and going more into like doing vlogs where I did talk about my business. And I thought, you know what, I really want to help people One of the best pieces of advice, and this is so, so simple, but one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given about blogging or content creation or anything like that is, what is your content doing for other people? How are you helping people? I knew that I wanted to help people in some way, so I created Freelance Friday. So anyway, that was a very long description. Did I mention that this podcast episode is totally off the cuff? I'm I'm recording this in the middle of the night right now. I got the random inspiration to do it. So if I'm all over the place, that's why. Uh, Yeah, so I decided to do the Freelance Friday playlist, like the series on my YouTube, and I got such a good response to it. And by a good response, I don't mean that I got millions of views on those videos because I didn't, but I got responses that were so heartfelt, that were so strong. I made connections with people who, you know, really valued what I was doing and really appreciated the advice and really wanted to connect and really offered me amazing advice. And it just gave me so much more than what my other videos had ever given me. Um, And so I was like, I know I need to continue with this. Then I started noticing that on my social media posts and things like that, a lot of people would say, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch this when I get home from work or can't wait to watch this this weekend or whatever. And I was thinking about it and I was like, these people have day jobs, you know, like most people in the world, most people have a job. And definitely if you're working a traditional job, it's not really appropriate to watch a video at work and definitely not safe to watch a video on the way to work. So I was thinking, how can I get people to connect with me immediately? Because that affects everything. That affects your metrics and it affects, you know, your the whole algorithm and all that stuff. If people are like waiting days and days to watch your video, I want them to click on it immediately uh, for that reason, but also just for them because that, that that's always a bummer to like see content that you want to consume and not be able to access it right away. So I was like, I should make a podcast version. So that's how I'm here today. I feel like I told this story before, so sorry if that was repetitive, but just to catch new listeners up, that's kind of how I got started. So after doing a podcast for a season, I think I have 17 episodes. This will be the 17th episode. These are some of my reflections and some of my thoughts and just some of the questions that you guys have been asking me And I know a lot of people listening are thinking about doing either a YouTube channel or a podcast of their own or, you know, starting businesses and trying to decide which method of marketing and, you know, inbound marketing is right for them. So just going to be talking about some of the pros and cons of each format in this episode. 
So I fell pretty deeply in love with podcasting when I first started out. Um, It was like this whole new world and I had been doing YouTube, like I said, for about five years. And so I love YouTube. I think it's just so fun seeing different visuals and playing around with edits and music and all that stuff. But like it became like so boring for me. I used to love editing. I used to like that used to be my fun hobby. And it got to a point where I I, I could probably edit with my eyes closed at this point. And that's a cool thing because I can add it really quickly. I can, you know, film, edit, and upload a video all in one day and actually be proud of the video too. So it is a really cool skill to have, but it can also be kind of like sad, you know, and kind of boring and monotonous. And so when I first started podcasting, I was learning everything over again. So I really liked that process. I think podcasting is a little more foreign because, you know, even if you're not a YouTuber per se, most of us have you have Instagram accounts or have done some type of video. I'm not saying we've all done amazing quality cinem- cinematic video or anything like that, but most of us have like edited a video clip before. But podcasting is totally different. You need totally different equipment. You can't do it on your phone like you can with YouTube. It is just kind of like a new frontier. Even uploading a podcast is confusing. It's still confusing to me. Honestly, I, I don't really understand how they get to you guys. I'm still sort of figuring that out. It's, it's just not quite as intuitive, I think, as a YouTube channel is. So that's one drawback and positive, I guess, about podcasting is that there's a lot to figure out. Um, for me, I'm pretty tech savvy, so it's not like it was too hard. It's just, like I said, it's a little bit confusing. So for those of you guys who wonder and have asked, I run my podcast through Squarespace. So I just go through my adjourneys.com site and that's where my podcast is hosted. And then I send it out to like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all of that stuff via an RSS feed. There are a ton of YouTube videos out there teaching you how to do that. So if you just Google that, um, I'm sure that you'll find some good information. But keep in mind, if you're going to start a podcast, moral of the story really is you're going to need some time to do some research and you're going to need to either be a little bit tech savvy or have somebody who's a little tech savvy to help you. Now, I know a lot of people who outsource their podcasts and I don't know, I feel a little conflicted about that. I have thought about hiring a podcast producer for season two and I'm still like a little unsure. Like I still may may do it, I may not because it's just... The whole creative control thing, I love editing anything, and I don't know, I just want to know what's coming out of my mouth and what's going out in the air, and then also, that's a huge expense. I talked to somebody the other day who was telling me she pays her producer about $1,000 a month, um, which like is reasonable for sure for all the work that they do, but I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on something that realistically might not even make you money or a ton of money at least. I have not started accepting sponsorships yet for my podcast. It's not something I'm sure I I really want to do. I don't even know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. I think I would really have to find the right sponsor if I was going to go down that road. So yeah, I'm not making money off the podcast directly yet. So that is something to keep in mind. If you're going to hire somebody, is it really going to be worth it? I've definitely seen an uptick in like sales of courses and in consultations and clients and stuff like that, but it's not a direct, you know, revenue stream necessarily. With YouTube, on the other hand, 
I'm not going to say that it's easy to edit, but like I said, most people have some kind of experience editing something. So I feel like it is a little bit more like mainstream, I guess, and a little easier to figure out nowadays. And you can start making money a little bit, not easier. Actually, YouTube just changed their um, advertising rules so that it is harder for smaller YouTubers when you're first getting started to start advertising right away. But it is a different way to make money. So once you reach, I want to say it's 4,000 hours of watch time and a certain number of subscribers. I cannot remember off the top of my head. I think it's 1,000, maybe 10,000. I don't remember. I think it's 1,000. Um, once you reach that threshold, you'll have another revenue stream that's like a passive revenue stream. So podcasting, as far as I know, there's not a you know a Google AdSense for podcasting. Like I can't just have ads play throughout my podcast and make that sort of passive income. I really have to get a sponsor to want to pay for those ads and kind of do that legwork myself or join like a podcasting network or something like that. So from a financial perspective, I think YouTube, it's it, they're just different. You know, I'm not saying one is better or worse, but YouTube, I do get a paycheck from every month podcasting, I don't. So that's just something to keep in mind. Now, with that said, I don't use either of these tools for the money. And just to be completely transparent, I do not make a living off of YouTube. I say this all the time. That is not my main revenue stream or anything like that. But it is kind of nice to have like a check that you can count on every month. Whereas podcasting, you know, I may never get a check from it. But like I said, that that's not the reason that I do this stuff. And I think it's important to keep that stuff in mind when we talk about all these algorithms changing and, you know, payment structures changing and thresholds changing and all of that. And people start freaking out about it. Understandably, you have to have a plan. You have to have a bigger, like more long-term plan for your revenue than these tools that are available to us. I use these as marketing tools. They're not the end goal. Um, They're not the main, you know, shebang. They're not everything. And so any money that I make off of these types of tools is really just bonus and cool, like nice to have it, but it's not, it's not the end goal. It's not my main business plan or anything like that. Now, when it comes to actually what I enjoy the most and, and how do you know which one is right for you? Well, it's pretty obvious that, you know, for YouTube, you have to be comfortable on camera. And this is something that not everybody, is. And honestly, I, this is another reason that I really have been putting a lot into podcasting lately is because I feel like it's been taking kind of a toll on, you know, the way that I feel about myself. Being on the internet at least once a week for five years opens you up to a lot of criticism. And especially when it comes to appearance and, you know, as just a human and a younger woman, a woman in my 20s, I have insecurities. Everyone has insecurities. You know, it can be definitely escalated when, like I said, you're opening up yourself to criticism or even worse than criticism, in my opinion, is like the creepy people that I've experienced. Unfortunately, I've had some really strange experiences, some really, um, you know, abusive situations happen. Um, And it's just not fun to put yourself out there for, you know, harassment and gendered you know, gendered harassment or sexual harassment. Um, So those things are really tough. And with podcasting, I am a part of a lot of different women's podcasting groups and things like that on Facebook. And I've definitely heard women say that they've gotten, you know, 
sexually harassed via email or whatever from from a listener. So I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I do think that is a, it is a lot less because your appearance is not out there and it's not Again, it's not so mainstream. It's a little bit harder to find people and things like that. YouTube is so, so mainstream. It's the second biggest search engine out there after Google. And yeah, uh, in terms of insecurities and stuff, I have noticed, you know, I have certain insecurities about my face and my body like everybody else does. But I realized I was being really, really ridiculous when I found myself actually looking up getting a procedure done. And let me back up and say full disclaimer, getting plastic surgery is not ridiculous. It's not, you know, I, I'm not a believer in that. I believe do, you know, what makes you happy to some degree, as long as you're, you're mentally healthy and, and doing things for the right reasons. But the reason that I say I was being ridiculous is because I was taking a very small insecurity and turning it into like this gigantic thing. And it just, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been for the right reason. I am really insecure insecure about my under eyes and it's a it's a genetic thing it's just like how I was born it's not even aging I just have um you know I I'm not eye bags that's not the word for it but I have you know like the fat underneath my eye and when I'm on camera it's very very pronounced and like the lines are really pronounced and the lighting and all you know it's just like all bad and I was thinking about it and I'm like I am not going to get under eye injections at 26 because I want to look good on camera. That's silly. Again, like it's not silly if you're a newscaster and your your paycheck depends on this and all this stuff. You're a model, whatever. But like, because I'm a YouTuber, I don't know. I just started to get to a point where I was like, I need to calm down because I'm really over criticizing myself for every little thing right now. And I need to like take a break. And so that's part of the reason that the podcast was born as well. So yeah, that's one of the things that I think the podcast has helped me with is I don't focus so much on my appearance because now I only make one or two YouTube videos a week. And so I'm like staring at my face a lot less. On the flip side, if you're podcasting, you have to be comfortable with your voice. And uh, this is actually something not a lot of people know about me, but I was actually in speech classes when I was in elementary school for years, I think until like fourth grade. I had a really hard time saying, and I still do, saying R. It's like very hard for me to say R. I can say it like that, but when it's like, um, when it's uh, right after a vowel, like R, like A-R-E or our, O-R-O-U-R, it's really hard for me to say. And when I was younger, it was like, I mean, I was bullied. I was teased because of it. It was really, really rough. And I have a little bit of a lisp too. And so these were things that I honestly had to keep in mind because I'm not professionally trained to do this, obviously. I did go to school for film and broadcasting, so I guess I'm semi-trained for it. But it's something that, again, I was a little bit insecure about. And I'm like, what if everybody hates my voice? And what if I'm terrible at this? But you got you to gotta just give it a go. Um, there are a lot of cool things that I've learned. Um, this is a really bad example because, like I said, I'm recording this in the middle of the night and my voice is like, like dying out on me but I definitely try to warm up my voice before I start recording so I will drink like a hot tea I will talk like I never record a podcast first thing in the morning if I can help it I I like to even if it's just I know this sounds weird but talking to myself if I know I'm gonna record an interview at 9 a.m I'll wake up at 7 and just like sing a little bit or read aloud or you know just like (laughs) kind of rehearse 
um, by myself so that my voice is sort of warmed up. And there's lots of different vocal exercises that you can look up online. So uh, yeah, make sure to take care of your voice. And there's definitely ways that you can improve little things like not being able to say R for sure. And then there's the audience. You know, who are you speaking to? I think that in general, YouTube tends to skew a little bit younger. Although, like I said, it's the second biggest search engine on the web. So honestly, everybody's on it. Like your grandma's on it, your little brother's on it, your mom's probably on it too. But I think in general, really serious YouTube fans tend to be younger. So people who are actually going to subscribe to your channel and actually tune in every every week, they tend to be younger. And at least for me, my personal demographics, I can see who follows me um, in terms of age and gender and all of that. The, most of my audience on there tends to be between 18 and 30. Um, those are my biggest age groups. And so I do have to keep that stuff in mind with the content that I post, which can be good and bad because I am in that age group, but I definitely think I'm a little closer to the 30. I definitely know that I'm a little closer to the 30 than to the 18. So sometimes it can be really hard for me to feel like I know where I'm fitting in. I feel like I the things that I want to talk about aren't always the most popular or aren't ever necessarily the most popular on YouTube. So it can be hard to really rank. It can be hard to build a following on YouTube if you're posting about business and entrepreneurship and even something like my area in the Midwest. That's not like a popular thing to search for. Everybody wants to look at people who live in LA and New York. And so it can be a little bit difficult. You can be very small fish, big pond, if you will. With podcasting, I find that the audience skews a little bit older and more professional based. Um, I think that, you know, business podcasts do really, really well. And there's a lot of people who come on podcast apps just to learn tips and tricks for business and marketing and all of that stuff. So I felt like it was a really good fit for me to kind of transition over to podcasting because there was always already this sort of established community and and there's definitely a business community on YouTube too but I, I just still think it's a little bit different that's really how I got inspired to start my business was through podcasts I started listening to Amy Porterfield when I was in college and uh, you know Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast and all of that so I knew there was a community there I knew there was demand for it a lot of people have asked me if I'm quitting YouTube for podcasting or since I've been a little inconsistent in the past couple of weeks because of illness on my podcast, if I'm like done with podcasting after this season. And the answer is no to either of those. I'm not quitting either one for now. I think that both of them have a place for me. And in my business, I think they have both have a place and serve a purpose. And until I feel otherwise, I'm not going to quit either one. I have really just scaled back. Um, on both of them a little bit so that I can fit both of them in. I also don't want to change the content on my YouTube channel. So just because I'm doing business podcasts doesn't mean that I'm not going to do business videos. In fact, I just published a video all about Instagram story hacks, which is business, but that's not something I would record a podcast about because it's very visual. I wanted to make sure that it was a true tutorial and then I was like walking people through how to do it. I could talk about those things on a podcast and you would probably fall asleep because it's very confusing to explain and it's just a visual, it's a visual piece of content. So that's why I think it's good to have both, but you know, would I necessarily recommend starting both? Like if you're thinking about starting something tomorrow, would I recommend starting both? No, probably not. I would probably choose one and go all in. I did YouTube for five years and was really able to find my footing 
and work through my processes and, you know, figure out how to batch film and figure out how to edit really quickly and all of that stuff before I hopped into another project because that is really tough. And right now that's probably my biggest stressor is just the resources that it takes up from me or from an editor. Uh, If I were to hire one, it just takes up a lot of work to do both projects. So make sure that you have one down pat before jumping into another one would be my advice. Another question that I get all the time is, is YouTube dying? (laughs) And I think that I've said this a couple times before as a joke, and I don't think that YouTube is dying, but I don't think that it's any, it's at its peak any longer. I think that podcasts are really having a moment right now. I think that they're becoming more mainstream, which is good and bad because it means there's more competition. There's going to be more competition, right? You know, I think that really the the sweet spot for getting into podcasting was honestly probably a couple years ago. You see these gigantic podcasts like Amy Porterfield and like Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, like all of these other like entrepreneurship podcasts that are doing so, so well. They started a a while ago. And so I do think that it is honestly a little bit late, but I'm not saying it's impossible. Obviously here I am and I've, I've seen a lot of success. I'm not, you know, an overnight success or anything like that in the podcasting world, but I definitely have found this valuable for me and for my business. And I, I definitely think that my listeners have found it valuable as well. So there's no such thing I don't think is like starting too late. I think that there are, are peak times for social platforms or for, for whatever you want to call this a, a platform, for sure. Different mediums have different sort of peaks and different um, hype periods, I guess. But there, there are always outliers. There are always people who are going to succeed no matter what. And I think it's really about coming up with the right content and being the right personality. It doesn't matter if you're starting too late or too soon or whatever. You're going to be successful if you have those things, in my opinion. And the same goes for YouTube. I think YouTube um, definitely is past its peak. But again, that doesn't mean that you can't be successful. I think that, and this is just like my own personal prediction, I think that there are going to be some people leaving the YouTube platform and I think it's going to be for the better. In the past year, two years, I feel like YouTube has been really, really oversaturated, like oversaturated to a point where it's stressful and it's hard to rank and it's hard to even find videos and things like that. And I think that some people are probably going to be leaving and moving on to other platforms. And I think it'll be good overall because it'll sort of get rid of a little bit of that oversaturation. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, Obviously, YouTube as a company is very strong. So I don't see any reason why as a company and as a format, it would just completely be gone. So I don't believe that at all. I think it's all about coming up with the right content and being the right personality. So those are my thoughts. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of off the cuff episode. I wanted to answer some of the questions that I've been getting a lot lately. Honestly, I'm probably not the best person to give podcasting advice as I'm only one season in, but you'll live and you'll learn. And I want to make sure to sort of document this process. And yeah, that's what I have to say, I guess. Um, Just to recap from the beginning of the episode, I will be doing a giveaway for both of my courses to one winner. 
And all you got to do is ask a question at ajourneyeast.com slash ask, as well as rate and review the podcast on iTunes. So you can also use that link, ajourneyeast.com slash ask, if you don't want to enter and you just have a question that you'd like me to answer in season two. I'll be answering as many of those questions as I can on season two of the podcast at the beginning of the episodes. So make sure that you fill out the information if you would like to be shouted out and have the question answered. I'll be back next week with the final two episodes. I'll have a coffee break and a full-length episode for you guys on Tuesday and Friday. And I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'll talk to you then. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help, and you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro-Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro-Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.